Welcome. You are listening to Bookalicious, not just any book podcast. I'm Paul Jarrett, together with Gwyn, Lara and Holly. Join us on a journey exploring the world of books and words. Be inspired. Get new reading ideas, sometimes serious, but always fun. Bookalicious is a podcast to open your mind. Well, hello. Here we are. This is another Bookalicious, a little bit later than normal, but we're here. That's the main thing. I'm here with Gwyn and Holly. Hello, Gwyn and Holly. Hello. And um, Lara was going to be here, but her excuse is okay, actually, because she's got her birthday today and she's got, I think, surprise events happening and probably involves cake and food and wine and whatever. So we'll let you off, Lara. So happy birthday, Lara. For today and we're also recording on possibly what is the hottest day of the year so if any of us sound like we're vaguely melting that's probably what we are doing but how appropriate we're going to talk um, not about translated fiction which is what I uh, had suggested in the last episode we would be doing that's going to come later on this year um, so in the meantime, we're going to do summer reading recommendations. Um, you don't need to go to the beach. I've just I've just read um, 200 pages of Count of Monte Cristo in the backyard, um, and that was um, quite warm. I went to sleep actually. There. So tell me, um, Holly, you're you you've gone you've just gone through that wonderful period of life where you've done A levels and you've finished. And I bet you're reading loads now, aren't you? You know what? Relatively to my normal level of reading, it is actually quite a lot. Um, you don't look on my Goodreads because I haven't. I've been reading quite a lot, but I don't. I tend to read a lot at the same time, so my Goodreads looks kind of dead. But that's just because I'm too embarrassed to say I'm reading about twenty books and I don't finish any of them. But um, <laughs> it's been really nice actually. If it wasn't so hot all the time, it'd be like great to have all this time to read. But I wish we had like this long of a break in autumn because reading in autumn is like the best. We'll try and fix that, won't we? So, uh, so uh, are you actually reading anything at all, or are you just you're just skipping from book to book? I have actually been reading. It's mostly like short stuff, though. Like I started um, Curse Bunny. I don't know if you guys have heard of that recently. Oh, um, I've seen that. Yeah. Really cool um, front cover. Um, I didn't realize it was a collection of short stories when I started reading it, and I was really confused for like the chapter two bit. Um, so if you do, it says on the blurb. I just didn't read the blurb, um, but that's that's been quite fun. I think it's easier to read short stories when you're getting back into reading more. I don't know why. I do have I do have an issue though with Cursed Bunny. All right, the yeah. fantastic cover. I love the cover, but that is not a rabbit. It's a hare. Okay, I, right, listeners and Gwyn, because Gwyn's looking bemused, um, uh, go away and look up Cursed Bunny and you tell me that is definitely not a rabbit. And I can tell you, having met four hares in a field in Lincolnshire um, recently, hares are distinctively not that. So, but that's the only, I've not read it, so I'm not criticising the book. It's just the cover. Yeah, if, you, um, if you read the first like story bit, like I don't, it's, um, it is, kind of weird when I like I thought you were going to say something else about it oh no 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 it's a brilliantly written book but it is like reading it in like the first three pages I like gasped 
it's one of those. So um, I think the the hair critique is maybe one of the lesser ones you might find shocking about it, but I do oh, recommend okay. it, despite the qualms of the cover. It's really good. Cool. Okay. Anything else? Are you reading Count of Monte Cristo as well? <laughs> Sorry. Um, I I wish I was. <laughs> I, I wish I was. I've got it. I do want to start it to feel like I can read smart things. But, um, it's all no, you can't. I, I, you can speak. It's, I, I can't. Um. I'm, I'm reading Orlando at the moment. I've got my um, my reading list for uni, and it's got a lot of Virginia Woolf on there, so I'm just trying to read around it. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you, I mean, have you, have you read any of it yet? Any um, Virginia I've, Woolf yet? Oh, I've read To the Lighthouse. I really love To the Lighthouse, and I've read yeah. about 10 pages of Orlando. Um, and a collection of her essays. I, I, I can say to you, Holly, that actually um, when uh, our book group decided on doing um, two or three long reads a year, and uh, I just left them to it really with a, you know, suggestions pulled out of the hat and this came out. I thought, oh, you know, I've been sitting on my shelf for absolutely ages. And... Now I've started it. I've completed our first assignment, which is the first 39 chapters. Um, it's great stuff. It's really gripping. Uh, he, he really knows how to write an adventure story. And uh, I'm interested to see where it goes because it's all about revenge. Oh, yes. Oh, you convinced me. I'll start reading yeah. it. Have you, have you read it, Gwen? No, no, I haven't at all. No, it looks a bit bulky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, it's not like um, some of those big Russian classics like War and Peace and Anna Karenina and that. Um, it's very much more, um, I think it's unfair to call it a boy's own adventure, but it's in that style. Mm-hmm. I'd love to actually see what the original French was like. Um, my French isn't good enough to, 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 to read it. But there's one chapter I just read this afternoon. And it's a story, it, the chapter is a story within a story within a story, just in one chapter. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty impressive. Um, and to keep the reader with you as well. So, uh, Alexander Dumas, I will be off to read more, but they're apparently all about the same size as, as The Count of Monte Cristo. I, I, I'm sure I read The Three Musketeers, so would I enjoy Count of Monte Cristo if I enjoyed The Three Musketeers, which is also Dumas? I, I think he, that's his writing style, I think, mm-hmm. you know, um, and they, I, I suspect, I don't know because I haven't done my research for the blog yet, um, but I will do. Uh, I think it is done, well, like Middlemarch, the previous long read done in, in parts uh, and issued in, in, in um, magazine parts and then finally put together as a book. So there's always cliffhangers keep you keep you going, you know. Um, but you know, the book group seems keen. Apparently, the autumn read is going to be the Brothers Karamazov by Dostoevsky. Oh, that, that's oh, oh, oh! It's a great, great book. I've read that. Um, possibly not the more straightforward read that Count of Monte Cristo is. And then, in the spring, how organised are they? Um, it's going to be Bleak House. Mm-hmm. It'll be about my sixth or seventh reading of Bleak House because I did it for A-level. <laughs> but I love it still. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm reading... Uh, basically, Count of Monte Cristo is taking up my life. Um, in uh, my, my summer reading recommendations will come in a minute and you'll see that there's one particularly that points to Scotland. 
um, and uh, the Scottish Crime Writing Festival called Bloody Scotland, which I shall be going to in Stirling in September. And as part of my preparation for that, I ordered loads of the long-listed books for the Bloody Scotland Scottish Crime Book of the Year. <laughs> I've got a great big pile of them. But the current one um, that I'm reading is by D.L. Marshall, uh, with the fabulous title of Anthrax Island, <laughs> which is a real place, uh, Grunyard Island off the west coast of Scotland. I have been to the little bit of mainland opposite um, when it was still infected with anthrax. It was part of um, the, uh, I don't know if it was Second World War or just after that Porton Down um, infected the whole island with anthrax, testing it uh, as a chemical weapon. And it's only in the last 20 years or so that it's actually been cleaned um, of all anthrax. But this is obviously going into the psyche of that, uh, so it's set in the present day. It reads very much like a Lee Child thriller, which is a compliment, you know, again, a real adventure. I do feel the author is, is making um, his character, I think his character's called John John Taylor, or John Tyler, John Tyler. Um, some of the language, you, you know, if you read thrillers, uh, it's, it's it's a bit James Bondy, trying too hard, but um, I did it's zipping along. Um, but basic, basically, he's sent out as a technician to go and unlock a door on one of the uh, research station um, uh, research station units where the door has broken and he he sorts us out but actually his previous the previous technician on the island his body has been found in a locked room one assumes it must be anthrax i haven't got to that bit yet but uh, it's a it's a locked room mystery on an island infected with off the with anthrax off the coast of scotland and there's all sorts of stuff going on is it haunted who knows uh, so that's my light reading. I'm also reading Putin's People, which we've mentioned before, which is about as thick as Count of Monte Cristo and also is the book group read for September. I don't know what they're thinking. So, Gwyn, shall I ask you if you're reading anything at the minute or are you is it work or the heat just yeah, too I, much? I do have books. I mean, I you asked me to come up with three books I wanted to recommend for the summer and I have three. Um, we can either let Holly go first, as uh, she has to get off later, and I can chip in afterwards. Oh, I have yeah. three titles, not that I have read and can recommend as such, but three items I want to read. So yeah. I, if you want to come back to me. Yeah, no, you, you, you've, you've followed the brief exactly. I'm doing exactly the same three books I want to read and haven't yet read. But Holly, are you going to go, well, I've read all these and I recommend them because that's fine too. All right. Sorry. Uh, one of them is um, Star by Mishima. Um, and the kind of the theme with all these books is that they're very short. I've been reading a lot of short books lately, and I think the summer is quite good for that. Like, I like just sitting down and getting them all done in one or like a few sittings. Um, and it's like a, it's a really good book. Um, and I didn't expect to like it so much, but it's kind of like absurdist and it just feels like out of space and out of time, but it like follows uh, a movie star. And it's so good. One that um, I recommend is Normal People, 
which, oh, you know yeah. what, actually, I'm going to stick to the brief. I've read long, people enjoyed it. Another summer read is Conversations with Friends by Sally Rooney. I want to read because I like her style a lot. Um, and she feels like a summery author. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because her style is like very easy to read. Um, that's not like a disrespect to it. Like I think she writes beautifully. Um, and maybe I'm just used to reading kind of boring classics. No offense to the ones I'm talking about, which well, shall remain nameless. But um, yeah, I really like her style and it's awesome. Um, and then the third book that this actually is one I haven't read yet um, is Letters to a Young Poet by Rilke. Because um, I've only read one of the letters so far uh, and it was so good. And I've never really read letters like books of letters. Um, maybe I just really want a pen pal and I need to kind of achieve that. But I really recommend it for summer, especially like this summer, I'm trying to write more. And I recommend reading this to anyone that wants to write. Because even from the first letter, there's like pages of just quotable like quotes because he's just so good. Um, so that's that's my three summer reads then. I, I think that's really in really interesting. Thank you, Holly. There's two two, two things that spring from your recommendations. Uh, one is I was reading um, Sally Rooney was writing in one of the newspapers last week about the book that changed her life. Um, I'm probably only going to remember the title, but it's called All, All Our Yesterdays. And I went immediately to Waterstones and bought it. Um, it is set in Italy over the period just pre-war. Um, the author, the author, uh, herself had uh, quite a very interesting life I guess it's semi-autobiographical um, but Sally Rooney just sort of said that this is just how life is against the background of significant change and all, all the stuff happening in the world and it just felt you know that's where we are at the minute with all the stuff that's going on um, but normal people to use her title get on with life as best they can uh, that's what um, uh, struck me. I will come up with the um, the author in a minute. The other thing that's that, that, that's interesting, and I don't know if you agree with this, Gwyn, but um, and I don't read letters very often. I have occasionally um, read um, volumes of letters, more in an academic setting. Currently, I am sitting with your aunt uh, most Tuesday mornings, um, Holly. Um, going through the letters of William Gladstone in Gladstone's library. And it's, yeah, yeah uh, I mean, it's really interesting. But the thing about um, the the letters is, although I'm, we're not reading them in detail, we're checking that they're all in one piece and everything. Um, but I, I came across one the other day. The shorter ones are the best because <laughs> he certainly, he, he'd use 10 words to where only one would do normally. The, the 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 most he he just wrote uh, Peel, the then prime minister resigning this evening, speaking to the house at uh, at nine. This is before what's happened this week last week uh, happened, and uh, I'll tell you more at five o'clock. You know that's history. He's just just sort of saying, um, and and I think lit letters can reveal far more about authors and historical characters than perhaps. Um, Anything else, and they're not read enough. So, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, they're, they're really um, interesting, like collections of it, and they feel really, they feel really intimate as well. It's quite nice to. I know sometimes when you read, you feel like you're in conversation with an author anyway, but it does. It you can pretend that they're writing to you and feel really cool. So maybe it's yeah. a little bit sad, but I think it's 
Yeah, no, no, it's 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 good. Hey, look, it's worth the summer recommendations. I hope they're all um, relative. Well, at least two of your books are fairly short, so if people were going to read them on the beach, they'd be all right. Okay, so uh, Gwen, you've got uh, a couple of recommendations as well, haven't you? Yes, it's things that I definitely want to read. Um, one of which is the next book that I'm going to be reading for my book group. Um, that is, so I can't say anything about it because I've not started it yet. <laughs> I've got three weeks to get through it, which will be fine. <clears throat> and that is The Seven Sisters by Lucinda Riley. Mm-hmm. Apparently it's the first in a series, um, series of eight, apparently. Um, and it's, I'll, I'll give you just a little tiny bit of blurb, a uh, sweeping epic tale of love and loss. <laughs> um, I, okay. I should have really read a little bit more about this before coming here. Um, it's five, somebody and her five sisters gather at their childhood home, a fabulous secluded castle on the shores of Lake Geneva. Having been told their beloved father, the elusive billionaire, has died. Um, they were all adopted by him as babies, discovering he's been buried at sea. Each of them is handed a tantalizing clue to their true heritage. Mm. Um, so there we go. And it's saying this woman and her five sisters. So that makes six. So I'm not sure where the seventh one comes from. Well, that's a mystery. <laughs> um, so it's been recommended for our next book group. So I'm going to be reading that in the next few weeks. And I'm quite looking forward to it. I gather it's um, that the person who recommended it said it's very good. They love the series. So I think that sounds like quite a nice summer read. And if I like it, then I'll have another seven books that I can look forward to reading. And <laughs> Sometimes that's a burden, though, isn't it? It can be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll stick to the one for now and see if I like it. <laughs> I may get completely hooked. <laughs> yeah. So that that sounds like not necessarily something you would have you would have normally picked up. Not no. Um, I wasn't sure at first whether it was some kind of fantasy novel, but I don't think it is particularly. I think it's more of a family. Yeah. Mystery. Family, family saga. Yeah, definitely a family saga. So I think it's a lot of going back into the past, like eighty years earlier, blah blah blah, yeah. all this sort of thing. So uh, it's, it sounds quite interesting. It cool. Okay. And anything else? You know, assuming yeah. you have any time in the summer. Well, I know um, the second one. That I it's a it's not a book. It's it's a poem. It's a very very long poem. Um, T.S. Eliot, The Wasteland. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have never read it, but I came across it. Um, obviously, I've come across it many times before. But I remember when I was doing my master's a few years ago, um, I was, bizarrely, I was doing a bit of reading up around one of my Diana Wynne Jones novels, and I kept coming up against The Wasteland because certain of the themes that she included in this novel that she had written, um, Hexwood, also feature in the wasteland so it's obviously it's a classic it's 100 years since it was first published no really yeah wow. it was uh, 1922 Gosh. Uh, so i i i'm sort of I've got the favor website up at the moment they, they did a special edition for the 90th anniversary Fantastic. Uh, they, they appear not to be doing one for the centenary i guess they can't bring one out every 10 years so uh did you see the smile of I sorry listeners you can't see this but uh, uh Holly's face lit up when you said T.S. Eliot the wasteland because we talked about that on the poetry show didn't we you your love yeah. of T.S. Eliot nearly got fined for saying an entire Oh yeah <laughs> yeah we can't can't sorry, yeah. Yeah. The, um uh, book of practical cats old person's book of practical cats yeah. I'm obviously being a cat person. obviously 
Um, and I've come across this old wasteland, so I, I've really made it um, a, a resolution this year. I need to get through the wasteland. It's, I mean, it's long. It's not like a page of a poem. It's, it's lengthy. Yeah, but I, I, <laughs> I, I recommend. Um, yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I think it might be facsimile. I don't know what the fancy word for it is, and I think his name is Ezra Pound. Hmm. I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Um, there's a thing at my local school like, library where it was like the wasteland. There was a copy of just the poem, the wasteland in it, but then it also had T.S. Eliot's almost yeah. like it, attempts at first writing it. And Ezra Pound had just like written notes. And I recommend reading it as well as that because it's just quite funny because he seems Brilliant. to be quite brutal with it. Um, so um, just as an extra thing, that's, that's really cool. I think, yeah, when, like you're saying, when I was actually Googling you know, what versions, what editions there were, and what, what should I get, which would be the best edition, it, it, I found mentions of Ezra Pound having written notes on T.S. Eliot, you know, <laughs> like, red pen, see me. <laughs> oh, brilliant. I know, because T.S. Eliot did that himself as a, as a publisher, didn't he? You know, he's, I, I, I would, that would be an interesting read, wouldn't it? His, his notes on other people's submitted um, initial scripts. Hey. Well, I've, um, I've got, um, I, funnily enough, you mentioned what T.S. Eliot writes, because um, there's a, you know, the bookshop in Fangoslin, um, like mm. a really nice one. Um, I found a book on that, like T.S. Eliot's criticism the other day, like a little oh, seriously, thing. not to brag, but it's totally a brag. It's a very cool book. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I believe he didn't hold back. A bit like Virginia Woolf, she never held back on her criticism. But you know, generally, they're usually right. But uh, I have uh, a trivia question for you. You don't have to answer it now. You can go away and answer it next time if you want. But it's one for our listeners, if you know. In which Bob Dylan song, or which Bob Dylan song mentions? Ezra Pound and T.S. Eliot. Ooh. Okay. Well, we'll. But I won't. I won't spoil it for anybody who knows. You know, if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. But you we can... we have um, an option in certainly if you listen to this on the Spotify uh, platform, there is an option. Anchor allow us to ask a question of our audience. So people go along to that. I'll also put it in the show notes. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know off air and you can put yeah. it in the I don't think we can run, um, run a competition, but, it, you know, just as they say on the radio, it's just for fun. <laughs> uh, so, um, I, I, wow, I mean, I, I feel quite humbled now and my, my recommendations, are, well, you know, they're different. Have you got any more, Gwyn? Sorry. That I've also got next. Well, there was there was one that I was going to mention, which I think fits more into the translation theme. Uh, it's something I've been lent by somebody in my book group, but it is a translation from the Icelandic. So I will wow. mention that next time. Um, uh, so the other one that I've got that I want to to read is Mystery Facts by Zoe Gilbert. I may have mentioned this before, as I did a short writing course um, mm. a couple of months back, organised by the Writers and Artists Yearbook. And it was led by Zoe Gilbert. It was writing fantasy. So her latest novel is Mystery Facts. Um, Helen the Hunter, mischief maker, spirit of the forest, leader of the wild hunt, hurtles through the centuries, pursued by his creator, etc., etc., etc. So it's a, it's a one. It sounds like an amazing fantasy novel based around Helen the Hunter, uh, who's a shapeshifter. All sorts of things. He, he ripples through time. It's saying so wherever he goes. Transgression, debauch, and enchantment all always follow in his wake. So I thought that might be fun for the summer. That sounds right up your street, actually. Oh, yes, yes. I yeah. think I'm going to go away and just open it as soon as we um, 
come up air actually to be honest <laughs> okay <laughs> so okay i'm going to um get on i've got three recommendations and i've tried to make them fairly different i'm just going to go back to bloody scotland for a minute i'm not swearing folks seriously so in sterling um i was very tempted this year to go to the harrogate crime writing festival i went years and years ago and you kind of just mix with ian rankin and um well mcdermott and you know all the greats any but but um, I thought, no, you know, um, Bloody Scotland hasn't run in person for two years. Um, they issue a prize for the best Scottish crime writing. The night before we arrive, actually, is uh, uh, they have a flame, a torch procession through Stirling and announce the winner at the end. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Um, but the, I do urge you to go and have a look at the Bloody Scotland website. Um, there's some great recommendations, e even if you're not sure whether you like crime or not. The variety of things uh, are amazing, um, including uh, one person we're definitely booked to see is Frankie Boyle. Um, comedian, um, maybe not to everyone's taste, but he has just written or is just about to have published his first crime thriller, um, which I think is fairly grim and gritty but then you'd expect that wouldn't you um but all, all in the space of a few days gonna get to see Anne Cleves uh, she she wrote Vera and she Shetland obviously um and also very excited about this Laura Shepherd Robinson um the uh, author of Blood and Sugar and the um Daughters of the Night she is the daughter of Tony Robinson the um uh, time team fame and uh, they are absolutely superb historical crime fiction set in the 18th century um, and um, so yeah lots of lots of things I'm going to try and grab quite a few of the crime writers and say would you like to come to Wrexham and talk to us so we'll see but the book I'm recommending in preparation for that is um, The Seeker which is by S.G. McLean and it's set in London, surprising for Scottish crime fiction, eh? Um, but the author is Scottish. Uh, London, 1654, in the teeming warren of spies, exiles and assassins that is Cromwell's London, the Lord Protector's most feared agent is Damien Seeker. No one knows where Seeker comes from. <laughs> they seek him here, they seek... No, sorry. <laughs> uh, or even his real name. But one thing is certain, nothing remains hidden from him for very long. And uh, I've just been reading some uh, non-fiction books about uh, Cromwell and the Protectorate and that period between, um, between crowns, if you like. Uh, so that looks really good. On the front, the Times says, McLean's characters are subtle and convincing and could challenge C.J. Sampson for the dominion of historical crime. So that's quite a huge claim. Interesting fact is she is the niece of an author called Alistair McLean, who was a very, very, very popular writer in the 60s and 70s of... Um, sort of spy thrillers, uh, adventure stories, 
Um, yeah, really, really, really popular. I believe he really supported his niece in her, her writing. So definitely worth looking out for. So that's my little bit about Bloody Scotland. I have immersed myself in crime as well recently. No, I mean reading crime. And gone back to Agatha Christie and Hercule, Hercule Poirot. Mm. And I just picked one up as I was passing through Nottingham. One of my favourite Waterstones is in Nottingham City Centre. And I thought, oh, you know, I'd just read a Poirot novel. And I picked up one called The Big Four, um, which you can take away and read on the beach as well if you want. Uh, I didn't mean to recommend this one, but uh, and, and it's really like a weird cross between Agatha Christie, uh, James Bond um, and The Big Four of this secretive group, a bit like Spectre in the James Bond novels. And Poirot solves this mystery based around these people that he's obsessed with trying to track down and then i went i've read another three um since then and what struck me was each poirot novel is very distinctively different in its uh, in in its approach really good great reads really short reads and next uh, recommendation is amy liptrot who wrote um outland her first book uh, interviewed her for um, Callan Tooks books all those years ago, just before um, Outland came out. And this is her second book. It's taken a few years for her to write, and it's nice and short. Uh, but it, we catch up with her after leaving um, Orkney. She goes off to Berlin. This is her true life story. Basically, she... Um, we nearly died um, after a 10-year binge in London, basically, um, and went back to her home in Orkney, uh, which is what Outland is about. And um, this is um, coming through the rest of her life up until um, more recent times and is more varied. But it is actually basically nature writing. I hate categorising everything, but uh, it is up for the, the uh, Wainwright prize for nature writing this year um i think it's on the short list uh and then finally i think you'll like this one holly um this is tom holland persian fire um and it is the uh history of the first world empire and the battle for the west um tom holland i've listened to a lot on the most excellent podcast the rest is history where he and dominic sandbrook tom holland is a, a classicist and uh he just never ever stops talking about uh, just he just relating classical history to to the modern world um but i'm fascinated in the persian empire it literally was the first world empire um with quite a lot of them if you just go to the british museum you'll probably see most of the persian empire monuments that have been brought to this country that's a whole different issue but he writes he writes uh, i've dipped into it briefly haven't read it all yet um but he writes like he talks totally engaging quite funny see i told you everyone would sound like they're gradually melting Yes, I am sorry, I am melting. Okay. <laughs> well, my garret and my attic, my room of my own, but I am melting. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, look, th this has been great. Oh, <laughs> well, as we gradually melt away, uh, I have something very cold in a 
in a can waiting in the fridge for me and um, possibly some food and we're and so yes so we're all we're going to disappear now folks um slightly shorter than normal but hopefully there's a few recommendations there for you to take off um when you go to the beach possibly don't go on the train because there might not be one uh, and um, possibly can't afford to go in the car i don't know maybe you'll do what i do find a nice corner of a garden or your backyard where it's as cool as possible and just lie back and read if you've got the time it's the best best cure for everything i find um so we'll be back i'm promising this now um so lara if you're listening this is gonna happen we're gonna do a liverpool special folks and it will be recorded in various locations around uh liverpool uh i hoping it will happen at some point over the summer uh, and we will definitely have the translated uh, fiction uh, episode coming up uh, in august and september as well so there's a couple of things to really look forward to of course by september i'll have been to bloody scotland and i'll just be full of scottish crime i mean crime writing reading whatever right thank you thank you gwen thank you holly Go find somewhere cool to do whatever you're going to do for the rest of the evening. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, do make sure that you, uh, wherever you listen to this, make sure you subscribe. I've only recently, and this is a podcaster speaking, um, discovered that actually when you do subscribe in the one I use, Pocket Cast, there's a little button which tells you, gives you a list of all the most recent ones just as they come up so you know a pop into your phone whenever you need it but we'd love we're, we're delighted you're all listening and there are a few of you okay folks thank you very much uh we will be back uh at some point in august uh and enjoy your summer and uh, if you've got time let us know what you're reading you can email us at info at bookalicious.com and we'll be blogging lara and i will be blogging about the count of monte cristo that's also on bookalicious.com have a look at our blog we promised lots of other blog bloggy things we will um, do that as well for now this is all of us saying bye <laughs> You've been listening to Bookalicious, available wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends. We love to know you're listening, so please like us or leave a comment. Have a look at our website, bookalicious.com, and you can contact us on info at bookalicious.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I wish you all happy reading. Happy reading.